Good morning, and welcome to morning worship in the parish of Castlewchur and Gosainen. My name is Adrian, and I'm the vicar, and it's lovely to have you with us today. If you're visiting us for the first time, can I encourage you to go along to our website, syncath.org.uk, to find out a little more about what God is doing and how you might be able to join in with all of that. We'd love you to partner with us. As we prepare to worship today, let's pray with one another. Merciful God, you've prepared for those who love you such good things as pass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you, that we, loving you above all other things, may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So let's turn together to God in song. Reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 24. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed ears, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time I will tell the harvesters, First, collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burnt. Then, gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. 
his disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burnt in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. Then they will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. God, help us to listen to your word with understanding, to receive it with faith, and to obey it with courage, for Jesus Christ's sake. When God gets blamed for the state the world is in, which seems to happen fairly regularly, there's little difficulty identifying things that are wrong. Wars and violence, injustice and persecution, cruelty and exploitation. I'm sure you've got your own list, and I'm sure it can go on for quite a long time and still not be finished. There is good as well, and the recent crisis has highlighted people like the workers in the health service, some of whom have been doing heroic things, and we're really very grateful. And then there are people like the rubbish collectors and the volunteers who collect and deliver and keep things going. Yes, there is good, sometimes forgotten. We have to face the fact that the world we know is mixed, as Jesus recognised in this parable of the wheat and the weeds. There is a good harvest growing, but among it are things which look almost identical, 
but are weeds. Weeds which not only don't produce food and take up space, they harbour a fungus which is poisonous and dangerous in a food crop. So, shall we get weeding? No, says Jesus. You won't be able to tell the plants apart. Even if you make no mistakes, if you're really very good at it, they're so close together as they grow that taking the weeds out is going to kill some wheat. Patience. About this time, somebody will pop up and say, well, it's all God's fault anyway. Where did the poisonous weeds come from? But we're told, an enemy did this. Apparently it did happen. Roman law recognised as an offence with a penalty the sowing of weeds in your enemy's field. We might want to explain. Humans who accept God's grace and forgiveness not only show something of the good qualities of their Creator, but they also have the Holy Spirit working in them. And as the Spirit works, it produces a harvest, a growth of fruit. One list in the letters in the New Testament includes things like this, love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, some translations prefer gentleness, and self-control. But of course, when God made humans, he gave them the power of choice. It's something about what it is to be human. Animals don't have it in quite the same way. Humans can choose to accept the good gifts of God, but the fact that they can choose means that some take the other option. They choose to do their own thing, to be their own boss. They don't want to be directed by the Holy Spirit or indeed anyone else at all. And God honours that choice, hoping for a change. It is a terrible thing, for not only does that life begin to be poisoned by its selfishness, but it will affect others too. You know how it works very well, you only have to look around you. Somebody who becomes mean and cynical and selfish begins to cast a shadow on the lives of people around them. Somebody who becomes an addict, whatever it is, too, will affect the lives of those they work with, live with, interact with. But the cost of letting humans be human is the risk that some will choose a way independent of the source of life and love. And we know what evil looks like. The temptation to start weeding is powerful. But hold on. There are plenty of people I don't like. Perhaps I shouldn't say that, but never mind. They have different lives, different experiences, different personalities to me. I find them strange and sometimes difficult and a real pain. Surely the world would be better without some of them. 
but they probably think the same about me. And God may intend us to learn from one another. In fact, that's often the experience of church fellowship. We're a funny mixture of people, yeah, mixed indeed. But very often, that's what helps me to learn and helps me to grow, takes off some of the rough edges, teaches me patience, if nothing else. Or to take another example, we're hearing at the moment that black lives matter. And we can probably echo that slogan, but rather cheaply, in an area where it's not a big issue and it's not likely to cost us much. Perhaps we need to remember that it's not long since skin colour was a big issue, and a discrimination that religious people sometimes tried to justify from the text of our Bible. Hmm. Let's face it, we live in a mixed world, and the mixture comes pretty close. It would be a big mistake to try and weed out the bad before the harvest. Of course, when the time for the harvest comes, then the weeds stand out from the wheat. That's when they really do look different. And the lives bearing fruit under the cultivation of the Holy Spirit will be very easily and obviously distinguished from those which have produced only selfishness and poison. And we're told that the good will be separated, valued and kept safe. We can look forward to that and not worry about the present mixture. God has it all sorted, but for the time being, that's how it is, and that's okay. Amen.
Well, thank you so much to Andrew for those words. As we continue to reflect on them, let's turn to God in prayer. Father, we thank you so much that we can come before you just as we are, rejoicing because of life's joys and blessings, or weeping because of its sorrows and burdens. As we begin a new week, we're expectant of all that lay ahead of us, but we acknowledge too that many people are feeling anxious and afraid as lockdown continues to ease. Please, Lord, be with us as we venture into the unknown of this new normal. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for your church throughout the world, Lord, grateful that it's not a club of people who are just like us, but a family where all are welcome and where all can belong. We praise you because despite of all our differences, we're beautifully and wonderfully made in your image. And we know that the church at its best is a place where diversity and difference is welcomed and encouraged, and where all people who might otherwise be profoundly unlike each other can learn to live and thrive together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray today, Lord, for John, our bishop, for Glyn and Beryl and Andrew and Jill, we pray for the church in Castluchur and Gorsainen and for the three communities of St Michael, St David and St Catherine, each one of them making up our united family. We pray for our young people and for their families and especially today for Penny, our long-time children ministry leader who's about to prepare for a new life in Spain. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Although we haven't been able to meet face to face, Lord, we know that the church isn't a building, but a community of people who are famous for love, their love for you and their love for one another. Thank you, Lord, that we can be that community, that we've been able to continue to meet online, to pray, to study the Bible together, to connect with each other and to share fellowship with one another. Thank you that we've been able to come together week by week too as we worship online. We praise you, Lord, for being with us even when we're apart from one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear us, Father, as we pray for our community, for those who are continuing to isolate at home because of ill health. We thank you again for the signs of kindness and goodness that we've witnessed during lockdown and for those who've worked hard to deliver thousands of prescriptions, for those who've shopped for others, those who've connected with people on the telephone or through Zoom. We thank you too for the countless people who volunteered in our food hub. Lord, today as school children prepare for their summer break, we thank you for their parents, for their family members and teachers who've all worked hard to continue to make sure that they learn during lockdown. Keep them safe and help their schools to prepare for a new academic year in September. We continue to praise you too for our doctors, for our nurses and key workers who've all been working hard during these difficult times. We pray, Lord, that they might soon find a time to rest and to be refreshed. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Today we continue to pray, Lord, for our world and for its leaders. Give them wisdom to make informed decisions that are for the benefit of all. We pray especially for our own leaders here in Wales as they continue to grapple with the challenges of bringing us out of lockdown safely. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, Lord, we pray for ourselves. Help us to see you more clearly, to follow you more nearly and to love you more dearly each day of our life. We give you thanks for the gift of the Holy Spirit who lives in us so that you might always be with us, empowering us to live more like Jesus and growing in each one of us a great harvest of love, joy, peace and patience, gentleness and self-control. We choose you today. We invite you into our lives, praying, Come Holy Spirit! Come, Holy Spirit, set our hearts on fire with love for you. And so in moments of quiet, we echo that prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Well, thank you for joining us in our service today. It's been really great to have your company. We are working really hard at the moment to ponder what it'll look like to reopen the church for public worship very soon. And I hope that before long, more details will follow. So watch this space. But for another week, I pray that you be very blessed. Uh, the service ends, as always, with the reassurance of our thoughts, our prayers and our love. So the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>